It's a black coffee kind of day. Waking up to the sound of rain. Now I just want to spend my day with you. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to another morning of Catholic Coffee in the Morning. Season three. Yeah. Oh, yeah. it's the third semester. It yes, sir. Yeah. I went through a, a time warp. Yeah. yeah, yeah no, <laughs> that's what it is. Speaking of time warps, um, Patrick, <laughs> what are you drinking? You know? What am I drinking? Because it's been so long. Oh, oh man. Um, I got a like a black cherry flavored caffeine water in a in a shaker bottle of a, a gym brand that we're not sponsored by, uh, so I shall not name it. But mm, it's pretty cool. That's pretty that's that's a good point. No, we probably don't. That's a good point. We'll have to, nah. we'll have to start a separate Jim Bro podcast. Yeah. Mm. And then we can be sponsored and then we can say the brand. Called Jim Bro. Catholic like pre workout in the evening. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. So yeah. <laughs> Imagine that. Catholic pre-workout so, in the evening. Whoa, you've heard of Catholic coffee in the morning. Now we've got Catholic pre-workout in the, in the evening. evening we'll just have Rick flares throughout the podcast. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> Let's we pump this on. And then it's like, the slams the waist. You know what that'll be? Alarm goes off in the background. That'll be our foray into the YouTube world. That'll be our YouTubing. But did you want to popcorn anybody? Yeah, popcorn. JP, I don't know what we call him on this podcast. Yo, I think this is our first off. time on the podcast. Together. Yo, this is first our first time. That would make sense together. since I was like, wow, that's a lot of energy yeah. going across Amen. the table Amen. right now. You, you know guys are like, woo! Woo! <laughs> I am drinking a lovely coffee that I do not know the chocolate. We used to store magnesium in a Tin can of chocolate nuts. Okay. So I have a very deep no. emotional connection to not we as in this group, but we as in my family is a tradition. <laughs> oh, okay. So, I thought... um, magnesium. Magnesium for starting fires. <laughs> Mag- very fun. Ma- magnesium. Magnesium. Whoa! Whoa! Oh! Oh! oh I missed. Um, but yes, I am drinking literally a cup chock full of nuts. Wow! And speaking wow. of How that many? cup. Um, it has a mix of French vanilla and pumpkin pie spice in it because I cannot get enough sugar. <laughs> and um, the cup itself kind of looks like a lampshade with a handle on it, which I think is very enlightening. Mm. I will popcorn Hey-o. over to Zach. <laughs> Ooh, I'm over here drinking from my uh, Black Dog Coffee Mug TM. Um, <clears throat> and I am also having my chock full of nuts, so many nuts in this mm. coffee. Chock full. Ooh. That's nice. Uh, yes, just, it's nice. And then, as usual, doused in French vanilla creamer. So creamery that you can't even tell that there's coffee in there. Amen. Yep. But can you um, tell there are nuts in there? It's chock full. It's chock full. Amen. Amen, Amen brother. Yeah. Um, and then I'm also eating my ego. Um, it's got... It's got That's um, intriguing that you even use the word that you're eating it. It's all still there. <laughs> you, you used the toaster first. <laughs> I'm working on it. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. <laughs> it's and about the gosh. Watch, I'll eat one right now. Well, after I finish yeah, eating, actually. Uh, uh, and, it's got, and it's got and it's got syrup and uh, chocolate chips. And 
and then I'm gonna popcorn over to Jake because she's across. Sweet, <laughs> like okay. the waffles, like the syrup, mm. like John Paul's coffee. <laughs> <laughs> Amen, sister. Well, I'm drinking from my Washington Capitals mug, per the usual, mm. with some chock full of nuts coffee as well, mm. and I went with the Hershey's chocolate caramel cream. Mm. They look very tasty. Mm-hmm. Kim yes. International Delight. Mm-hmm. Not sponsored. I wonder what's Not like sponsored. the little catchphrase on this. Um, a chocolate caramel treat <clears throat> to make the morning complete sweet. International Delight. Oh we wow. got the meats. <laughs> oh, oh that'd, be, that'd be a weird catchphrase. <laughs> Coffee flavor. Mm. Oh my gosh, you didn't make that up. That was what <laughs> I was no, like, that was wow, you're spitting listening. bars. <laughs> Anyways, I'll popcorn over to Margaret. Oh, cool. As opposed to this guy right here. <laughs> I'm just right. kidding. Um, Mr. Invisible. Yeah. He's also mute. We can popcorn over to Jesus. Yeah. And then I'm like... All right. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Um, I'm drinking chocolate nuts as well. I did a little Hershey's chocolate caramel and a little bit of pumpkin spice. Ooh. Pie spice. I tried to say pie and it's pies. Ah. <laughs> um, out of my cat mug i oh. haven't drank out of this mug in a while yeah. which is very sad, that was that was exciting. on the og um yeah the og thumbnail thing this oh, one's yeah. on both thumbnails uh, I, w- I kept it a mysterious huh would you huh? no okay anyway <laughs> <laughs> um i'm eating my waffles <laughs> but in a form of a peanut butter and jelly sandwich mm. peanut butter and jelly Ego. sandwich. Waffle witch. Waffle witch. Waffle witch. Waffle Yeah. So anyway, mm. like I think that's a really good transition to talk about waffles. Last night. Bible yeah, study. yeah. Bible yeah, study. Yeah. Speaking of waffles, um, there were a Speaking lot of, of trumpets. Sweet and sour, you know. Mm. Uh, yeah, John Paul, you yeah. wanna talk about the sweet Absolutely. and sour? So, um, in our Bible reading last night. Um, they didn't discuss waffles, but oh. they did mention scrolls. And yeah, let's those... scroll. <laughs> and those can basically be the same thing when it comes to um, John eating one of them. Yeah. Um, he, now he ate the small one. Um, not a large scroll. Not a large scroll. That would be too much. Um, but um, we should maybe get some context out of this bad boy. Yeah. So. Some, some some context. Oh, is it because I have the Bible? You have the yeah. Bible right in front of you, Zach. Uh, so this this week's reading, we did the like fifth and sixth trumpet. If you would have listened to our last uh, podcast episode, you would have known. You know, we we went through the first four of the trumpets, and then we got here, and we're like, all right, next week we're going over the next trumpets. And here we are. We're going over the next trumpets. So Me sick. trying to increase my word count. Which is where we get into our next part, which is then we transition into the small scroll that John Paul Paul was talking about. Where John eats it in his sweet in his mouth and then it gets sour in his stomach. And then after that, these two prophet dudes come in and they're called like either the um, two olive trees or the two lamp stands. And basically they just they just like 
bring wrath upon the earth. You know, they're like, mm. you get droughts, you get droughts. Mm-mm. No, no, two different things. Oh, For that's some reason, different. the witnesses, the witnesses are good people. They're oh. yeah, either yeah, yeah. Peter and Paul, or the prophets and the law, or the martyrs. Then there's like or Moses they, and Elijah. Yeah, or Moses and Elijah. Oh, I thought yeah. Moses and Elijah were the two witnesses. Other there's, things, yeah, because of the two plagues and the uh, the the, the angel thing is. Those are the best. Oh, that makes more sense. Okay. So two prophets come in and then these two things come in who like bring all these plagues upon the earth and then they end up killing the two prophets. They die. And then God's like, I'm going to bring you back to life. They bring them back or God, God brings them back to life. And then everyone's like, Oh shoot, we screwed up. Whoa. <laughs> um, and then that transitions into the seventh trumpet as soon as he brings them back to life. Mm-hmm. And that brings about the victory of God. Right. Yeah, and, and we that's talked about it last time of the reason that there's a break between the trumpets, just mm-hmm. like there was a break between the seals was mm-hmm. to like, it's all these bad stuff, but then it just shows the ultimate triumph and victory of God. Which is why we like pause. It's mm-hmm. like a moment of silence. Mm-hmm. I know we said that as a joke, but that's kind of like the way that I think the author was supposed to be intending it was that yeah. just because all these bad things happening, because these bad things are happening, doesn't mean that like God's not in it the whole time. Yeah, and um, it's it's kind of like um, like. Uh, just weighing in the grass or like kind of like it's like before before like a battle or something like that like that's what we were talking about last night is like all of this like we were like we were looking at it and we we're like man we're not even halfway through and they're already blowing the trumpets and everything like that and i was like this kind of symbolizes like the start of the battle almost you know like when you in in the olden times like um maybe medieval Mm -hmm. um you would like blow the trumpet and then that would announce the battle and then like after you blew the trumpet there'd be that moment of silence where you like kind of like um just sit in that situation just like weighing on the gravity as maggie said of like the situation that's about to come like a lot of blood is going to be spilled in this battle so like yeah we got jericho you know around and blew that trumpet and they just watched it (coughs) and then they fought so We're, I, w- I was also talking about, like, dang, like, they only blew the trumpets and already a third of humanity is gone. <laughs> like, they haven't even gotten to the other parts yet. Like, wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one thing that um, <clears throat> really stuck out to me, it was, like, the weird-looking creatures throughout the, the um, mm-hmm. thing. Like, yeah, there was these, like, scorpion locust things with human faces <laughs> and, like, women's hair. And, like, they stung people just enough so they wouldn't die but they were in so much pain that they wanted to die yeah and they still didn't repent regardless of how much pain they were in and then yeah like the horses with the lion's heads like with fire and snake tails i just i just think that was kind of weird and i know it's symbolic but like just to think about it it's like some weird stuff going on yeah absolutely was that before or like after kind of the pause in the story? Was that was that before. was before the pause. <clears throat> so the the pause, what I was thinking of is just kind of like, what are people doing in that moment, right? So it's like before a battle, for example, it's like 
what what's going through your mind are you like preparing or mm-hmm. are you trying to collect yourself and like just be in a calm focused state mm-hmm. or are you <clears throat> freaking out and you're like panicking you're like oh my gosh this is crazy i don't know what to do i don't know what's happening blah 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 you know um but for this one it sounds like the the locust was before the pause so in my mind it's almost like a like a boxing match um you get like a little interval in between rounds mm-hmm. um to kind of like patch yourself up um mm-hmm. so i think part of that could have been like a chance to repent um you just kind of like oh this is like this is going down like you take a second to just process it's like all right like this it's obviously not good you know it's like the end times and this is my shot to repent um but they, it doesn't sound like they did so yeah no they didn't it kind of reminds me of like how you know uh, i talked about this last night but like the um the like two paths diverging in the woods like you have two options when you like go through great great suffering is like you can as jake says be like oh i did something wrong therefore i need to repent and Mm -hmm. then this is the way i go and then i can like decide like you know there is something wrong you know i'm going to repent and do all this or you can say like I have done nothing wrong. God put this on me for no reason. Like, I can't see anything, like, in my life right now that, like, I need to repent for. This suffering is for nothing. Like, this is just, like, an affliction God just, like, released upon me. And, like, I'm pure as the driven snow. And then this has, like, no meaning or anything like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's especially, like, hurtful and harmful to think like that. Because, like... um, like, there's a certain aspect, at least um, before the end times, that, like, all suffering, um, like, can be offered up to God for um, a chance to learn and um, uh, as praise for Him. But, like, He lets us um, experience suffering so that we can um, grow and learn. And, like, if we just waste that, if we're, like, oh, this is just happening because God is evil, when in reality, that's, that couldn't be further from the truth. Mm-hmm. That's, it's just sad. Mm-hmm. It's like the analogy of, like, the gold in the forge. Um, I bring this up all the time. And I, I, I just like it so much, um, and I can kind of relate to it in a sense because, like, I work with forges sometimes. But, um, it like, you basically take this unrefined, raw gold ore, and it's like, ugly and it's not worth anything and then you throw it in this forge and you can imagine that's probably not a pleasant experience you know getting thrown into fire that's a couple thousand degrees yeah um but because of that you know it, it like breaks you down and then you can remove those impurities and then you come out just mm-hmm. so much better um so it's like those sufferings really just shape you into the person you're called to be yeah, but it's like if you choose to like view it as like something, you know, you're like, I'm going to avoid this at all costs. Like so much of our culture today is like mm-hmm. avoiding any pain whatsoever. Right. If you have any pain, there is something wrong with your life. You know, if you're like, if you don't have that Lamborghini or something like that, you're like, my life is not as good as it should be. And I should be like somewhere far, far above where I am today kind of thing. And just, like, um, going back to um, Peppa's analogies, like, you have that gold in that cauldron or or forge or whatever you want to imagine. 
and you, you have it all melted down. You have all the impurities like, like resting on the top because that's what our suffering does. It brings all our like impurities, all our like faults and everything to the surface. It like mm. brings it to where it can be mm. visible to everything else. And then we just let it sit there. We don't take it out or anything like that. We see it and we're like, all right, impurities. Now I'm going to bury this again. And then you start mixing it back up and then you take it out again. And you're like, now look, now you can't see my impurities. Now I'm pure. But you don't see like all the the minute little fractures inside of it. Even if you like coat the entire outside with the purity parts, you still have that core of like all the, the like limestone and yeah. other rocks in there. So yeah. And that, that would actually especially make sense because like, you you only like you can see the worst of someone when they're going through hardship. Mm-hmm. It's like all those impurities are floating at the top, just waiting to be picked. But if they just mix it back in, mm-hmm. as brittle as they were when they started. Yeah, I've seen an analogy. It's like, I guess you can think of it as like a fruit. Like when you squeeze a fruit, like and the juice comes out, you see what's really inside. So it's only when people are under pressure that you really see like what's inside of them. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't just see the surface thing. You're like, okay. When they're going through trials and stuff, you really see who that person is. You mm-hmm. Know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I think that's one of the, like, ways God's like, you know, this suffering can help you if you let it, you know? If you, if you don't let it, you know, it'll be, like, all worthless. And it will be, like, as you think, like, it will have no fruit or anything like that if you don't let it. Mm-hmm. But you can let it, and you you can let it, you know, help clean you out in a sense and everything like that. And even if you're working on removing those impurities, it's still like a good checkpoint. You know, when you're going through those tough times, um, you can kind of like compare the different stages of your life. Like, you know, back when you're younger or something, you can probably see like, oh, I was like not refined in a sense, you know, like I could not handle Mm -hmm. um, suffering in a good way but then you like suffer a few years down the road you know you've been working on yourself um and then you can kind of see like you know i've i can handle this a lot better now um obviously none of us are perfect but you can kind of see the progress um so it's kind of like a good checkpoint um when you're like suffering every once in a while so yeah it's just cool being able to see like that progress and it's an important thing to like note in this like not everyone has the same like composition of like gold to um you know, other materials and everything like that. Like some, some people might have to do like a lot more cleaning to like get to that actual like core or something like that. Whereas some people, you know, maybe have a lot less and like you have those different compositions of like different hardships. Like some, some things may be like very heavy and hard to get out. Whereas others might have a lot more, but it's like easier to remove and everything like that. So like it all kind of evens out in the end. Um, I was going to say something else about, yeah. And I think also it has to do with what you guys were talking about, about sort of hiding it too, is just because someone else's, you don't know anyone else's composition. So comparing your composition to someone else's composition Mm -hmm. is not going to be helpful for you. Um, But I think what I was thinking of while Patrick was talking was the verse about the mysterious plan of God of like not understanding the suffering in the moment, but then 
realizing that if you didn't go through this trial, the trial that's going to happen, like, five years from then is, like, way easier now because of that trial you went through already. Um, Not that some trials are, like, ever going to be easy, but then you kind of already have that sense of this is what we need to do, this is this is how I need to approach this, this is how we're going to get through this, yeah. um, which, like, you wouldn't have had if you didn't go through that terrible thing the first time. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Yeah. What, what that made me think of when you were like, we have di- the different compositions and everything. It reminded me of uh, Father Grassi's homily. Uh, I believe it was... Was it on um, <clears throat> All Saints Day? I think it was on All Saints Day. <clears throat> Where he was like... He was like, look look at all the saints. He listed all these saints. And he was like, should your life look like these? And we were all just standing, sitting there. And we we're like, I don't oh. know, probably. And he's like, no. None of your lives should resemble any of these saints. You have been put in, like, each of your situations mm-hmm. to, like, to, like, best refine you and make you into the best person that you can be. None of your life is going to exactly reflect anybody else's Mm -hmm. you're all going to be like on your own refinement methods and everything like that and it's that same thing of like different compositions like even if we look at like a saint we we like strongly resemble in our lives we can't be like oh so this is exactly how it'll go because like again like we might have more heavy things in there that are going to be harder to take out or it might be easier to take some things out and a different refinement method can bring that out more like some some of us like our married life will like bring out that and like kind of refine that better than like other vocations and everything like that and then God's like okay you need to do this and that'll help you refine the best having someone else to like be that kind of grindstone on you and like Mm -hmm. wear off all the like impurities that are coming to the surface all the time because when you're married to someone, you know, you're around them all the time. So they know like all your worst qualities, but all your best qualities as well. So like, hopefully they're like, okay, I see those good qualities. Let's make them better. I see those bad qualities. Like let's both kind of wear on each other and right. kind of wear those down. I was talking to my friend uh, who came to visit a couple of weeks ago and she just got married in May. Um, and I was like, how's married life been going? And she was talking about like how good it is and also like how difficult it is because of um, how, like I I think we've talked before about how people want to use marriage as like a band-aid effect sort of, of like I'm, if I just get married, everything will get better. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's like, you there's nowhere to hide in a marriage (laughs) so it's like oh i have all these spotlight i know it's like i have all of these really nasty parts about me but it'll all just get better when i get married and it's like well actually no then they're on then they're on full display because like you can't be hiding at all because you share literally everything with this person forever Mm. so it's like you can't yeah you can't hide which is both like really scary but also really beautiful too Mm -hmm. of wow like i can't hide from you so i might as well just tell you what's going on yeah um or i might as well just like share this part of myself even if it's hard even if it's scary even if it's not so pretty because like i want to share with you everything which Mm -hmm. is like 
why you want to get married. So yeah, you you turn from the background tree character into the, like the right. spotlight guy, and you're like, uh, <laughs> oh, well, I didn't I didn't prepare for this. Or <laughs> right. well, hopefully you do prepare for it. You know, <laughs> just a little bit. Just a little right. bit. Rehearse your lines. Per, you know, to make an analogy. <laughs> 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 anyway. I respect that. I was just gonna mention how I kind of. At least in a good relationship, it kind of forces that accountability. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And that's so important. Even, like, if you're not married, you know, you can have friends that are accountability partners. Mm-hmm. Um, because it's you can kind of motivate yourself to do things, but it's a lot easier when you have an accountability partner. Because, um, in, in a way, it's like you're probably going to be uh, a close friend with this person. Um, and it's like if you don't do what you said you were going to do, then, and you like tell them this, then you just feel like you're letting them down and you're like mm-hmm. a disappointment. Um, and it sucks, but then they're also there to help you correct that. Um, and I think that's one thing we're kind of lacking in general as like a society today mm-hmm. is just the accountability. Um, cause you know, it's just like people don't take responsibility. Um, and like Zach said, you know, it kind of goes back to just pushing all those impurities back down. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So if, you know, I think that's definitely one thing we need more in today's world is just that accountability. I, yeah, I think accountability and responsibility for yourself and for mm-hmm. your actions and then also like holding other people to the same standard. But like, I mean, that's so obvious in the way that it's being seen in like the abortion industry mm-hmm. and birth control is like these people are not taking accountability and responsibility of the fact that you are now parents and you just don't want to be. So mm-hmm. it's like that's not a good enough reason to murder your child. So it's like accountability and responsibility are lacking. And so yeah. if you are holding other people to a standard yeah. and you're like holding yourself to the same standard and like just trying to encourage people, I think things should get better. <laughs> yeah. And at least for me, um, John Paul and I are, you could probably call us accountability yeah, partners. Sure. Um <laughs> But <laughs> it's, it's just really cool to see because um, when you see the other person like succeeding and doing well and improving, it, it really just drives you to do better yourself. Like there's a little bit of that competition, you know? Um, it's like a healthy competition, mm-hmm. though, or at least it should be. Because um, it's like you, you just keep driving each other to be better, and it's really cool. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And it, yeah, it makes you really not want to fail because then you're like, yeah. well, then John Paul's going to see Be like, yeah. oh, I didn't do my homework. Well, mm-hmm. yeah, and that's the thing is like what I think is, is like in marriage is like I say I'm going to do this thing and then I'm like, well, I can't pretend like I didn't because mm-hmm. it's not done. You know what I'm saying? It's like, I'll be like, oh, yeah, yeah. Yes, like, the dishes are done. <laughs> I don't know what those are. Yeah. <laughs> they just came out of nowhere. So yeah. an alien came. Right. It's like, you, the darndest thing really <laughs> no is way. I did them all and then they all got dirty again. <laughs> the dishwasher put the dirt back onto them. I put it on reverse. <laughs> Speaking of reverse, um, another part in the in the chapters we read yesterday was the small scroll we talked about with mm-hmm. sweet and sour. Um, yeah. I compared it to a reverse sour patch kid where it goes. Uh, in- someone, someone in our group said that too. They did. No, yeah. I nah. said that to you last night. When oh, we- yeah. <laughs> I came down there. You're in our group. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was you. It was while we were watching Polar Express. <laughs> oh, that makes sense. Um, yeah. So I compared it to a reverse sour patch kid where it goes in your mouth, yeah. sweet, and then 
<laughs> and it turned sour. And then we were talking last night. I was like, imagine that. You're in heaven. And all of a sudden, they're like, here you go. And you're like, oh, my gosh, that's so sweet. And then you're like, whoa. 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 The, like, footnote thingy said that it was supposed to be sweet to um, symbolize God's victory, mm-hmm. but sour to um, talk about the, like, sufferings that will occur. Because of that? Not, like, or... because of, but... Um, they're happening regardless. Mm-hmm. Like there's sufferings that are going to be happening even though God is victorious. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, before I said like what the footnotey thing was mm-hmm. and I asked, what do you guys think this could mean? Um, and both Taylor and Olivia were talking about how they were thinking it was like sin where mm. it's so easy or like enticing mm-hmm. or sweet to like sin um, because it just like seems so easy. And then afterwards you feel sour because mm-hmm. you're like, whoa, actually, um, they both like took it like a semi different spin on it. Um, Taylor's was then afterwards you feel like sour. And then I think the ultimate conclusion was like, then feeling like you need to go to confession. And then Olivia's was, um, feeling like you're sinning and it's sweet to like get into it. And then it's sour at the end of your life of just when God like, you are before God and mm-hmm. your final judgment. Mm. And then it feels sour. Mm. Um, so they like took semi different spins, but I liked what they were saying of the like sweet sour. Mm-hmm. Um, and it could mean that too. It's like not necessarily like we were saying, this whole book is supposed to be symbolic, yeah, symbolic and not to be taken literally. Mm-hmm. Um, and just because they have one interpretation doesn't mean it's the only one and you mm-hmm. can like interpret it. However you would <laughs> like to apply it to your life. The word meaning was wrong because you can't just interpret it however mm-hmm. you want to, but you can apply it to your life in any way that you mm. see fit. But yeah, I liked the sweet sour thing yeah. of like it being sin because it can be so easy to just be like, I'm as soon as you get out of the confessional, you're like, I will never do that again. I Next week, you. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, how did I find myself in this line again? <laughs> like me during watching the Passion of the Christ, I was like, Jesus, I will never sin again. I can't believe that I hurt you this bad. And One then, hour later, I know. <laughs> and then I was like, ah! <laughs> I can't believe it. <laughs> uh, but yeah. yeah, I mean, like, but the goal is to try not. I was about to say, the goal is to go to confession less. That's not what I mean. But, like, <laughs> to feel like you're actually not saying as much every time. But then, I think you know what I mean. Not to just yeah. be, like, withholding your sins. Be like, <laughs> I said less this time. <laughs> and it's Try like, let me better. run back because I was pride. <laughs> yeah. um, Forgive me. Ooh, I do sin. Wow. I wow. said less. <laughs> what? what? Just, like, come, no, just coming back and being like... I did it less this time. Like, just... Yeah, I mean, that, hey, if you Wow, I didn't think trend. of that as pride. Wow. Mm, I mean, cool. if you're it, like, it I did it all by myself... Right. Then it's like, yeah, that's pride. Because yeah. you didn't... The only reason that you are sinning less is because you are then, like, Ooh. becoming closer to Christ and you're trying to imitate... Huh, Im- I did Imitate. 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 Imitate him. Imitate him. I think it's good to acknowledge your progress and give yourself a little bit of credit. It's like, you know, it's not easy to want to improve and it's not easy actually improving. Um, And this applies for like pretty much everything in life. Um, But I think it's good to kind of take a step back sometimes and be like, this is how far I've come, you know, and it's not on my own. 
Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, I have the help of family, friends, God, you know, all of it. Um, but it's good to just acknowledge, like, you're not, uh, you're not like worthless, or you're not, um, you know, like a, just a dysfunctional, yeah. unproductive potato on the couch. Yeah. You know, um, it, like this life isn't easy, um, and I think we fail to give For ourselves anybody. credit. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. Uh, that that makes me um, think of like I listened to um, an episode of Catechism in a Year with Father Mike Schmidt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I thought you were gonna say uh, Michael Knoll or Michael Ben Knoll? Shapiro yeah. or whatever. No, it's... Jordan. Jordan. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say trying to think of who you were gonna say. That wasn't the who I thought you were gonna uh, say. Yeah. <laughs> no, uh, I could go into Jordan Peterson. Yeah, okay. Anyway, go go back to. Uh, but I, I was listening to uh, Father Mike Schmidt and. Um, as as uh, Peppa was saying, this is what brought it up, is like um, throughout our change in our um, in our lives in our, in our spiritual lives, you know, we all have that one thing, that one uh, type of sin that we're prone to, you know, um, uh, whether that be you know pride or uh, anger or lust or any of these other things. Like we we all have that one sin which we more easily fall for than the others. And uh, Father Mike Schmitz was talking about like how how to overcome that is basically to like one needs to change their ethos, which which basically means like their heart, you know, their their very being to like actually change that and not just like, uh, let me just alter my habits and then like everything will change like that because like you know, that would be like just us like putting in all the work and we're like, I have the power to like change my very self in like, it all alters like, no, like it's a very, very stepwise process of like, I made a little victory here. Now the next time, you know, I'm a little better at it. And then the next time I'm a little better at it, but I'll fall again and then I'll do it a little better. And then I might fall again, but it might be a little later and then I might do it again and it might be a little shorter. But I get back up again and that makes me like better and better and better and better until like ideally, you know, we, we for the most part conquer it. Like maybe we never actually get to that point where like the sin that we're most prone to, you know, we're automatically like the best at it. And we're, you know, we absolutely change like the one that we fall for the, the most. It's like it's probably always going to be kind of ingrained in there as like something we're kind of, you know, always going to have to struggle with. But like, uh, father Mike Schmitz was saying like to change one's ethos, um, is like how you like go about like fighting things like that is to like alter, not just one's like, like mind and habits and everything, but to allow God to like come in and be like, let me, help clean this out a little bit. Let me change your heart. Let me like, let me kind of purify this a little bit. Like, let's get some things going. And then you might clutter it up a little bit. And then God's like, all right, let's clean this up again. And you know, like slowly change it like that. Like, um, I'm trying to think of an example of like, it's like a cat in the hat. (laughs) You know, the movie, the cat in the hat where like thing one and thing two come in and destroy the whole house. And then they come in and it's like, crazy looking because that box has like destroyed the entire house and then they have to come in and clean it all before the mom comes back yeah (laughs) that's kind of the way i was thinking of the whole time you're thinking it's like it's just once you fall and you don't go to confession it's like so much easier to just like keep sinning Mm -hmm. keep sinning keep sinning um and i've I think, like, the more frequently that you go, the more you become aware of, like, what 
is actually leading you to sin. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, where like I sin in like, like they're venial sins, but they still are having an impact on my soul of like, okay, so I was short with this person. Then it's like way easier to be short with people till I go to confession again. Mm -hmm. Not that it's magically easier, but like, then it's like a reset and I'm like, okay, like I don't need to be short with people anymore. And so it's like, I am not taking care of myself because I'm not sleeping, which then means that I'm a little bit more irate when I wake up because I didn't sleep enough. And then I'm a little more angry Then everyone's pissing me off. And then I'm upset with them. And then I'm talking about them because I'm like, I can't believe they just did that. So it's like, then it's like sin, 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 all like in a row because I'm like all stemming from, I didn't take care of myself, which is also not good because like I should be take my body's a temple of the Holy spirit. So I should be caring for myself by like eating well and sleeping well and if i'm not taking care of myself so then it's like what i've been realizing that a lot more like by saying what my sins are in confession i'm like okay well i know where it's starting so like Mm -hmm. i know what the problem is so i know that if i really am saying i don't want to say these sins anymore i need to be actually Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. going to bed on time and eating well because i'm a better person for it and so it's like if I'm actually doing these things, then, like, I will hopefully not say these things anymore. Yeah. And that reminded me of what Patrick was saying of, I like to write down my sins before I go in. Um, and so I used to, like, write them down and immediately shred them. <laughs> and they like, or I'd, like, burn them because I was, like, it was, like, cathartic. But then I just started not. So, like, I have them all written down of, like, the last couple. I think they go back to, like, a year ago of like all these things that I did which like I mean in a way is like kind of like maybe I should just get rid of them but in another way it's like I can see where I was like this time last year and I'm like okay wow like I don't I don't like these aren't things that like are terribly affecting me anymore and it's like oh these are ways that I've grown which is what what Patrick was saying of like Mm -hmm. wow like it's crazy to see like, the pattern you can get in, and then, like, you switch things around to improve, and you're like, oh, I don't, like, I don't talk about people anymore, so it's like, that's good. (laughs) But it's also easy to fall into despair, I think, when you're bringing the same thing to confession, like, every single time, and you're like, dude, I'm never gonna be good enough, I, it's happening over and over again, for, like, this huge period of time, you know, I'm never, and to be honest, you're probably never gonna, you're not gonna be good enough, is the bottom truth. Right. I think what Zach was saying is you got to let God come in and, yeah. you know, help fix out the Absolutely. cat in the hat with the little machine that, like, yeah. does all the crazy <laughs> stuff and yeah. makes everything He's perfect. like, watch this. <laughs> but, yeah. I think Father Mike Smith, it was um, also something he said. It was um, kind of just as, like, a summary um, of everything we just talked about. He says, um, essentially, on the topic of, like, habitual sins, um, he was just kind of saying there's usually a script to it, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's like, there's usually some, there's patterns. Um, and he, I think he said, um, essentially it's like, just rewrite the script. Yeah. Um, I didn't think the rest of it was like, become free and become the person God has called you mm-hmm, to be. Mm-hmm. And that has like, ever since I heard that, that's just been like, that's been my line. You're um, like, rewrite. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's just a super cool concept. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, it's like Maggie was saying, it's like, you figure out what the pattern is, like what the source is. Mm-hmm. And that's where you cut it off because it's easier to do that than 
all the way down the line. Like if you're cranky, you're running on three or like no hours mm-hmm. of sleep. Um, it's a lot harder to not yell at people on the road yeah. or like mm. whatever. But if you get your eight hours of sleep, it's way easier yeah. to be patient and just more calm. Right. So. Yeah. And it's not like I go to the confessional and be like, yeah, making a bunch of excuses of like, yeah, well, none yeah. of these are really my fault because I didn't <laughs> sleep. It's like, well, why didn't I sleep? Well, it is my fault. But yeah. like, yeah, just I I found it's also with things of like healing in terms of like emotional or like any t- sort of abuse or trauma or stuff is like what's the thing that's actually causing me to be like if you're in a situation and you're like wow i'm really anxious why like this thing normally doesn't bother me it's like mm. what is the root of like my anxiety in this situation or like what's the root of this situation making me really sad it's going to the root of it is what really matters to like in order to heal so that when you are in a situation similar, like it's not going to cause you so much anxiety. And so like that's then, yeah, it's an easier way to get around not sinning in that particular area anymore. Um, but yeah, not being disheartened by like, not that you should continue sinning in a habitual sin, but like there's a reason it's called a habitual sin because mm. you have, it becomes a habit. And so it's like, don't lean on that to be your habit try and figure out like what yeah what are the patterns like am i more likely to sin in this capacity when i'm upset or like when i'm sad or when i'm alone or when i'm yeah so it's like finding out what those are and trying to avoid their situations Mm -hmm. um yeah, so that's like definitely a good yeah. way to. But don't just like throw up your hands. And be like, I guess it's a habit. You know, I'm stuck no, yeah, here sure. and stuck in this area. Do not but... be satisfied with mediocrity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. What What Um. I wanted to touch on uh, is like your your thought pro- or um, what you were saying about like how like treating yourself can like affect other people mm-hmm. and things like that. And that goes back to that like treat your neighbor as yourself. Like most people think like okay, you treat yourself like this, so then you must treat your neighbor like that. But it also goes the other way of, like, I treat my neighbor so well and everything like that, but I don't treat myself well, you know? Like, mm. I give up so much of my time for, like, all, all, all my, like, friends and everything like that, and, like, all my neighbors. But then, like, when it comes to me and when it comes time to, like, when I have time to, like, to also take care of myself, like, I don't do that because mm. I'm, like, you know... Like, whatever <laughs> excuses we sometimes make up in our mind because, like, I know I, I sometimes don't take care of myself. <laughs> eating eating breakfast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Eating ever. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, like, from that, from, like, actually, like, not, like, narcissistically, like, taking care of ourselves, like, above other people. That's not what I'm saying. But I'm saying, like when it comes time to like take care of yourself, like making sure in a good and fruitful way to like be like, watch out for yourself in the future. So like, as we were saying before, like you don't fall into those like habitual sins or the sins you're more prone to, or like, you know, looking down on others or kind of stuff like that. But like, you can like more, uh, almost wholly, um, treat everyone in your life, including yourself. Well, yeah. And I think, uh, it's definitely not easy to take care of yourself. Um, mm-hmm. at least for some people I, I've struggled with it myself, but, Amen, brother. <laughs> um, it's, it's November, right? Yeah. And, uh, so a little bit of story time here. I'll try to make it quick, but 
I was, uh, it was November 1st and you know, you get that like 3am motivation and you're like, I'm going to do the get a six pack in five minutes challenge, you know, like that kind of energy. It's just like comes out of nowhere and you're like ready to do a life reset. Um, I had that in the middle of the work day, so it wasn't 3am, but, um, I was texting John Paul and I'm like, it's no nonsense, November boys. Like it's, it's time to like fix it up, you know? Um, so that means like going to bed at a reasonable hour. Um, waking up early, uh, and that kind of evolved into me getting back into the gym, um, because I, I work remote and then I also have school on top of that. So I'm sitting in my chair for probably 12 plus hours a day and it's awful. Like my body hurt. It was sore from doing nothing. Um, and I was like, that's kind of when it hit, I was like, that's so not good for me. Mm -hmm. Um, and so that motivation, like I started getting up early, I went to the gym first thing in the morning and then I go do my work in school. Um, but it, it's hard and it sucks getting up that early. But even after just a week of doing it, I can already tell I'm in a much better spot. Um, so it's like, it's difficult, but if you can persist, like if you're uh, persistent and you can persevere and you can do it for say a month, then I think you should be able to carry that on um, indefinitely mm -hmm, mm -hmm. just taking care of yourself getting into good habits so i would challenge all of you to partake in no nonsense november mm. whatever that means in your life you know maybe you do go to bed early and wake up early and do all that stuff but i'm sure there's that one thing that you probably already thought of that you want to improve and i challenge all of you to do that this month oh yeah, yeah that one thing right right oh john paul you guys him? uh mm -hmm. yeah yeah. Yeah. Um, actually, it builds on to what you said and what Jake said. Not uh, what I said. I'm just kidding. Not what I said. <laughs> what about me? Who uh, are, are you, actually? Uh, so, yeah. Um, but yeah, no. What Zach and Jake said, um, kind of like a tag team popping off there. Um, when it comes to like, and what Maggie said, uh, <laughs> and actually what Patrick said too. You know? It's really cool how like this all like ties into the topic, you know. But, like, when it comes to habitual sin, you know, and you're going to confession, like, every every time and you're saying the same things, it gets really easy to focus on that in a bad sense because that's what the devil wants you to do. Mm. He wants you to feel that guilt. He wants you to use that guilt to not want to tell that to God Ooh. and to be ashamed of that because that's another one of his specialties, being ashamed and being too proud, even in this shame, to go to God. Mm -hmm. And so when you're focusing too much on your sin in that sense, mm -hmm. it really impedes the graces that you can get on top yeah. of that. When you're focusing on your sin in another way, in a good way, if you focus on it too much, it becomes a bad thing in a way. Mm -hmm. Like, for example, if you're so focused on not doing this sin, that's very good. And as Zach was saying, like you work on it and it gets slowly better and better. Um, but a struggle with us is, um, if we're not paying attention, that's when we can fall, right? Mm -hmm. So, like, say my habitual sin is, like, stealing, right? And so, like, I'm really working on this, you know? I'm like, oh, no, I won't take that apple or whatever, right? Mm -hmm. You know, like, I'm some medieval peasant, you know? And I'm like, oh, <laughs> that apple right there. Yeah, and I'm oh, man, a cabbage? Yes, sir. <laughs> but, like, I slowly build this up, and I slowly stop stealing. But then I either get too proud that I've stopped stealing. So now from going from envy or greed, I've now swapped to pride because I'm like, Ooh. yeah, I beat that. 
I stopped that when in reality it was God's graces that helped me overcome this purely worldly desire of mine. Mm-hmm. And so then now I'm falling to pride or whatever, right? Yeah, so um, going off of that, that brought up a really good um, image in my mind. It's like, um, that's often another tool that the devil uses is like, you think you beat it, so you have that moment of, and as soon as you let out that single breath of air, like he just floods in. like he hears that, he's like, I gotta stop flood. He just... Yeah, then you start drowning. You're like, oh, boy. Yeah, yeah. Um, And that's another tactic that he uses is, like, sometimes he'll bring back the tides just a little bit so that you feel like you've, like, finally won and you've accomplished it all. And he lets you have that little bit so then he can drown you. And And once you start drowning in it, like, afterwards... Like, that's how he really gets you because you're like, I'm never going to, now I'm never going to do it because I thought I I won before, but now it's like completely flooding me and I like, I can't do anything like that. And it's like, it's almost like psychological tactics of, of like thinking that the enemy is one and then surprising them in the night and kind of like every night you kind of surprise them kind of thing. Like, um, I think that's sneak attack. That was a tactic they used in like, um. I forget which battle it was. I think it was during the Civil War. But they, like, like every night they'd have shifts of, like, people attacking and everything like that. And that's kind of, like, what what the devil does is he, like, he, like, just grinds you down so much that you're, like, I can I can never win or anything like that. And it's, and, you know, you're, and, and he just, like, brings in that despair and everything like that along with, you know, the other um, point you brought up of the devil's tactics. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and, um... In First uh, Peter chapter um, five verse eight, like it says, um, "Be sober and vigilant. Your opponent, the devil, is prowling like a roaring lion, looking for someone to devour." Night prayer. Exactly. Last <laughs> night, you know. Let's go. Um, and so, like, and then he goes further to like calling us to resist him and stay solid in your faith. Mm-hmm. When you're just focusing on resisting him, um, really, you can't resist him too well um in the sense that he's more powerful than we are mm. but god is much more powerful than he is so if we stay solid in our faith if we stay steadfast and focusing on god there's nothing that satan can do yeah to us. yeah that's that's awesome and even if he does like accomplish his goal one time like we do end up like in that water and everything like that like we can be like all right, God, we need help and he can drag us back out and he's like all right now let's let's go at it again you know let's like let's fight the ocean <laughs> for this one again, so the kind of thing. Yeah, it's yeah. almost like he's done that. Like actually, yeah, <laughs> it, it was Peter. Wasn't yeah, it? it was yeah. Peter. Peter knows a lot. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, come on, <laughs> diving headfirst into the waves. <laughs> that just reminded me of, are you under the water? I'm, <laughs> please, please I'm drowning. Please. <laughs> oh yeah, and like, but that's that is exactly like the most important thing, basically, like. You will fall, um, mm. but what matters is that when you're under the water and you're drowning, you call up to God and you say, "Help me!" And, you <laughs> and, and that he, he'll pull you out, and not only will you be free from drowning, but you also just got a little bit of a bath, 
and now you're cleaner than you were. Yeah, you know yeah, I mean? yeah. Like confession, that's sanctifying grace. You, right you don't, you don't get back to where you were. You get above exactly. you know, after confession. Um, yeah. it reminds me of the quote from Batman Begins. It's like, <gasps> Bruce, why do we fall so we can get back up again? Oh, and it's like, yeah. Yeah, so Great. like we will fall, like mm-hmm. that's inevitable because we're humans mm-hmm. um, and we're imperfect. But like, when we fall, what do we do with it? Do we wallow in shame, or mm-hmm. do we go running back to the father's arms? Yeah, just like it, the prodigal son. It's kind. Of, it's kind of like even Superman and hit in those movies. Like even he, like supposedly, like the the like best human. In, He's got kryptonite. Kryptonite. Yeah, even he has like his his like kryptonite. Literally, um, or like even just like things of moral character, like sometimes in the movies we see like a compromise of like his mm-hmm. moral character. Or so he had to do something to save someone, right. but it like had this like dramatic like effect on everyone else and everything like that. And that like moral dilemma. So like even the supposedly best of humanity, quote unquote, you know, which which this is supposed to represent in the DC world, mm-hmm. like even he in that world was like you know, prone to all these things and everything like that. I don't know if any of you guys listen to like the morning motivation podcasts where it's just like this dude, he's just yelling to the mic. <laughs> um, but they, they tend to make really good points. Um, and <laughs> we didn't know they're yelling. Surprising, but um, one of them was kind of just like, yeah, you know, it, it's, there's not really anything wrong with falling down. You know, it's going to happen. It's, when you either don't get back up, you know, yeah, like that's yeah. the issue. Um, but you know, if you're just persistent and you're motivated and all this yeah. stuff, you know, you just continue to get back up. And like from a fighter perspective, that would be the most frustrating thing ever. If you're just beating on this guy and he just does not stay down. You know? <laughs> like if you just keep getting back up, you know, that's, yeah. that's really going to take somebody you off. Just break them. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I, I just think it's a, cool like mentality to have you know it's like you can get beat down knocked down you know all this stuff but if you just keep getting back up you know that's that really shows a lot about your character i can just see it now you on a monday morning i was gonna say motivation podcast and you're like do we wallow in shame or do we follow the one who came you know no (laughs) we do not wallow in shame amen brother amen yeah Um, i was just thinking about what you were saying like throwing it back to the beginning of the accountability um of like it's easy to get knocked down in a boxing match against the devil when you're completely by yourself but then it's like you double team it uh, yeah (laughs) ask for like the intercession of saints and they're there also and then you're like lord please help me send me like reinforcements and then it's like you're there and then john paul's there and then like other people are there and so it's like you have all these people who are praying for you and helping you and they are like making you stronger they're like not in the ring with you necessarily but they are the ones that are like rubbing your back when you come, come out on, come the on, side on. and they're like you, you putting water in your mouth yeah they, they got they got the stool out and they're like come on Patrick, you can do this I mean, and then they're yeah. like squirting the water in your mouth and you're like spitting in the bucket and it's like come on Patrick. i mean you think about it and it's like Call me Dom Toretto, but, like, you got the fam <laughs> in the corner, bro. Like, the so, family, you know, like, yeah. God, your it's actual fun. family, your friends, accountability yeah, partners, yeah. whatever. Accountability buddies. Yeah. If if they're it's in your thing. corner, you know, there's, it, it's just, like, there's something about it, you know, uh, that just motivates you. And there's really nothing stronger than that drive when you have God and all these people in your corner. Mm-hmm. Um, 
It, it's just that like adrenaline and something with like the human spirit that just pushes you to extents you didn't even know you had. Someone slaps that hot and cold on your back. They're like, all right. Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> all right. Well, wow. I don't think we've ever had that smooth of a transition. Yeah, that was really good. That was really good, guys. Wow. wow. I'm impressed. Let's pat ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be proud of ourselves. Woo! All us. All us. Yeah. I'm just kidding. Yeah, like, even with the, you know, boxing ring, you know, it's like, just stay in the fight until the bell rings. Amen. Stay in the fight, people. And stay in the fight. Is the bell ring? Yeah. Amen. Amen. There we go. The trumpet sounds. The trumpets. Yeah. There you go. But uh, please pray for us. You know. We are praying. For we are. We are praying for you. Um, you know. Uh, we hope you have a, a great week until next Wednesday. Heck yeah. Um, and then we have break after that, so we won't yeah. be that week break, after. Break, yeah. Break. Break. So actually break. Have like two good weeks then. Yeah. 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 <laughs> No. It's coming to a close, guys. <laughs> but um, just remember. No, no, no. And remember. And remember. And remember drink, drink coffee. coffee be Catholic. Bye-bye. 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 Bye-bye.